scattering seeds. I was speaking with an alum recently, and he was talking in a group, and he goes, a a priest told me one time something that really helped me, and then he shared with the group what it was. And we're all like, oh, that's good. And then he looked at me, and he's like, Father Matt, that was you. (laughs) I was like, oh. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and And then I thought about it, and I said, oh, wait, somebody actually listened. Like, I, I can't control if somebody listens, but I can choose to speak goodness and truth. In our gospel today, Jesus shares about a, a man who scatters seed. And then it begins to bear fruit. He doesn't know how. Then he speaks of a, a mustard seed, which is the smallest of seeds. Yet when it springs up is the largest of plants. What is Jesus saying here? I think St. Paul sums it up best in 1 Corinthians 3.6. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. The growth is up to God. Good things come from God. God can make good come from all things. Even with the mustard seed, he can take even our smallest efforts and do something wonderful. But he does choose to wait on our efforts. That us choosing to scatter seeds is to cooperate with him to give him something to work with. I was talking with somebody recently about the building project, and they said to me something that I've actually heard several times over the years. Father, if I win the lottery, I'll give you everything you need to build this new church for the students. But he said it differently. He said, Father, I bought a lottery ticket this week, and if I win, I'll give you everything you need to build the church for the students. Do you hear the difference? It reminds me of one time I was working with a student, and they were talking about leading a Bible study, and they are like, yeah, I'd like to lead a Bible study, and I... I want my friends to come, and, but no one's come yet. And so my question was, did you invite them? <laughs> did you put yourself out there? And, and the fear we have is, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, and they're going to say no. Yes, but if you, if you never ask, no one's ever going to come. We, we all know this. But it's just, it's just helpful to be reminded of that. I, uh, and sometimes it takes a lot of invitations, a lot of asks. Uh, we have three seminarians who were here for the summer and uh, at dinner last night. Uh, one of them was sharing how one of the jobs he had during a summer in college was going door-to-door in Phoenix selling solar panels. And I was fascinated. I was like, people still go door-to-door? People are home, people answer the door, people trust you. And so I was, fascin- I was fascinated. I was like, so in the whole summer, how many solar panels did you, you know, how many people do you sell solar panels to? And he said, 10. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And, and I said, well, you know, did that give you enough resources or whatever? He said, yeah, I was able with my dad to go in and buy a used car, so now I have a car. And it was like, oh, so even though it was just 10, 
it actually was very fruitful for him. And I said, well, if you sold 10, how many doors do you think you knocked on? And he said, easily over 1,000. If we knew that 10 more people would come to faith, and it took inviting 1,000, would it be worth it? God can do incredible things with just the smallest of things if we're willing to put that out there for him, to work with him. When I think about the, my yard analogy that I like is there's so many things that I can't control, but there are some things I can control. So, for example, I, I can't make my prayer be super, super peaceful and joyful and, and feel a great connection to God. I can't make that happen. But I can choose to make time each day for prayer. I can't make my kids and grandkids respond to God. But I can work on a good, honest relationship with them. I can bring God up in conversation and ask them what they think and give them a freedom to be honest and disagree with me. There's actually a study that was done recently, or a couple years back on they compared families whose all their children, the parents are faithful, but none of their children go to mass. They're not active in their faith. Versus other families whose parents are active and all the children are still active as adults. And they said, what's the difference? So they compared all these different things. And the one variable that seemed to stick out, the one difference, was that the families whose children were active in their faith is that the family often had spiritual conversations. What does that mean? It means parents talking about maybe their prayer, what's happening in their relationship with God. They talked about what God's doing in their lives, they, how they wanted His will to be done. They spoke positively and talked about things of the church and, and leaders in the church and the teachings of the faith. That that goodness fostered the goodness in their children. But even if we did all that, we still can't control that. But I can continue even now to do those things, to talk about God to talk about what he's doing in our life, to talk about how he wants happiness and eternal life for us. Again, I, I, a couple more examples. I can't, I can't make it so that I win the lottery, but I can be generous now with what I have. I can't make people around me believe in God, but I can have spiritual conversations with neighbors and co-workers and family members. I can, I can maybe even invite them to sit down with me and say, let's... Let's read the Sunday Gospel and talk about it. That I, that I, no matter my age, no matter my location, I could actually start my own Bible study simply with the Gospel and my own opinion. You know? That God in His humility invites us to get in the game. To recognize that He's the one who's going to bring the growth. And He can do a lot with a little. And so imagine the fruit that would come if every day if we continue to scatter seeds.